Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Raven Alexander and Shane Windham. Shane, what's going on in your world? I recently announced I'm taking a break from writing. I guess I just feel like the work I've been doing making music memes for you to use on social media mm-hmm. is just too important. It is. As much as I want to know what's going on in your world, you know, I didn't see you yesterday and get my fill yesterday. I know, I know. Toby, what's up, man? Welcome into the house. Long time listener, first time guest. Yeah. Yep. The infamous. Happy to be here. The infamous Toby B has entered the chat. Yes. So. Not to be confused with the Toby. You'll see a video clips, I think, but not to be confused with my cousin who our is cousin. on. Rude. I'm fucking sorry. Rude. Is he? Uh, yes, he's our cousin. Oh, he is actually related. You're an idiot. To you. Yeah. Our cousin Toby. This is not our cousin Toby. This is technically my brother-in-law Toby. Yes. Technically. Technically. He's got the same. Initials. Initials. So, yeah. So Toby B gets pretty confusing. Even more confusing. But how you doing, man? Doing good. good? Yeah, happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Finally. Been so, a long time coming. Go ahead and ask her what's going on in her world. She's dying to talk. What's going on in your world, Rayburn? Well, my car went kaput, so that kind of sucked. But uh, it's a good thing that I got that refinance on the house because that money might go towards a new car. So... A than, brand new car. Other than that, I'm doing all right. I didn't know you did the refinance too. That's good. Yeah. Look at all this adult stuff you're I doing. I know. I'll, more on that later, as Shane loves that I say. Why don't Thank we, you why for don't, this zero sugar ginger ale by Canada Dry. Is, it's is magnifique. That your, is that your plug? <laughs> <laughs> Can be, sure. All right. I'm tired of your bullshit. Let's roll this intro. peeling back the onion for Toby. He's getting to see exactly what it's like to record an episode of Rated Radio. I'm yeah. just kind of watching and trying to do what y'all are doing. <laughs> we don't always sit here for that long. I just can't figure out if the air is running or not. And I expected there to be a DJ in the corner actually playing <laughs> the intro tracks. I listen no. to it in my head. Shane, has, Shane listens to other people's intro songs in his head, so... Mm. Shows how committed he is. I just zone the fuck out. I don't even <laughs> think about what's going on. Anyway, I have some questions for you, Toby. Okay. Is your anus ready? It's ready. Lord. Okay. Just just making sure that, stays ready. that someone is well prepared. Speaking of, I still hate driving down here. Driving through Fort Worth is like driving through the shitty anus of the world. It's never as bad when I come to you. Construction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, gotten worse somehow. I don't... Anyway, questions. Yes, questions. Toby, why don't you tell us about your favorite concert experience? So this one was hard. Uh, I had to really think about like what would make the best concert experience because we, me and Samantha have been to a lot together and I decided to pick Soundgarden. Okay. Uh, we saw that back in probably 2010. I was watching your children. No, actually Blue was watching them. I was with him. Uh, was he? Yeah, I was with him because I remember you came home with those shirts. Okay, I thought they it, didn't even know you were there. I thought that Shut was up, the Shane. The time Blue had to wipe Gage's <laughs> butt, and uh, 
He always talks about that. Anyway, <laughs> the reason I picked that, it was just kind of to the point where me and Samantha could afford to do things mm-hmm. other than sit around the house and eat ramen noodles and watch <laughs> Netflix or TV. It, even Netflix was around. Netflix. You had to order Netflix. So when, we, we had been to time. a couple concerts in the past, but this was the first one that we like could afford to go. And uh, honestly, I didn't know much Soundgarden other than just the radio hits. Uh, she knew more because she'd mm-hmm. listened to them. Uh, but I was just blown away. It was such an awesome concert. It was at the Next Stage or Nextel or whatever the one that's in Grand Prairie by Lone Star Park. It's a really nice indoor concert I arena. I have no idea what you're talking no. about. No. I've gone to a lot of concerts. I think it's called Next Stage or Doseki. No. They changed the names of these no. places it's a hard lot. To keep up. So. Doseki's it, is outdoor. It was Next Stage. But it, it's off 30 right in Grand Prairie by the Lone Star Park. Anyway, awesome venue. But the light show was incredible. The sound was incredible. And of course... The sound garden was incredible. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good one. <laughs> and uh, Chris Cornell, I mean, could not believe it. He's as good or better than he is, you know, on the radio yeah. as he is live. Yeah, y'all were fortunate enough to get to see Chris Cornell before his passing. And yeah. That's... that's <laughs> And then yeah. was was really surprised at the uh, opener band, which I'd never heard of. is a band called Mastodon. Yeah. Just... I like Mastodon. Heavy, heavy rock, and me and Samantha were loving it. Be so glad you uh, you weren't one of the unfortunate ones that got to see him after his passing. You're such what a the fuck? Dick. Can I ask a clarifying question, just so you don't get in trouble and we don't confuse anybody listening? Who's Samantha? My wife. Okay. Yeah, my wife. Good call. My wife. Yeah. It's Blue's sister. For those of you that haven't been listening and don't understand, that's what makes me your brother. Blue yeah. is Rayburn's significant other. Yes, he is. Boy, it's confusing in here I right know. now. What's your next question, Rayburn? So what's one of your favorite moments in a song? This, I know that's a hard one. Yeah, this one took some thought. So I tried to decide, like, what do you mean? Do you mean the bridge, the chorus, the intro? But then I decided to go with a moment in a particular song, which was also hard. But what I ended up picking was uh, kind of, I guess you'd call it like the climax of the guitar solo in the song Europa by Santana. We always love a good climax. I yeah, think. you can't Me say too. climax yeah. around her. She's going to take it somewhere. Oh, like you weren't thinking it already. So I, I was Continue. trying to think of a good good song, but that's it's an instrumental by Santana. There's no words, and it's just a really, really good guitar song. I don't think I know that song. I don't know that song. I'm going to listen to it now, though. On the, on the Google. It's, uh, it's good. Or on the Spotify that most of us have. Oh, yeah. I'm, see, I don't do that. <laughs> I know. I really like that your interpretation of the question is exactly what I meant, which okay. was just a piece of yeah, a song that really... <gasps> Someone understands Shane's nonsense. Maybe it's because I listen so much. Maybe. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. So what's the first album, CD, tape, whatever you remember owning? It's going to be something you don't expect. So I thought about the first cassette tape I remember listening to a lot, but not actually owning. It was uh, one of the uh, Garth Brooks ones that my sister had. She also had a... uh, all for one. Yes. All for one. Is yes. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boy band. Anyway, but the first one I bought at Hastings was Beastie Boys "License to Ill." Nice. Nice. I don't know how my parents let me buy that when I was like ten or eleven, but my brother-in-law had played some Beastie Boys it's for they me. Were white people on and, the cover. And, well, it's actually, actually it's, it's an, an airplane, airplane tale. Yeah. yeah. 
It's, I couldn't Racist. remember. I couldn't remember what the hey. name of the album was. I had to look it up, and because I remember what it looked like, but I don't even know if I still have that CD. But I wore it out. I knew there was something cool about you. Something, not something. many things, not many things, but I knew there was always something cool. Good choice, Toby. I commend you. And I'm sorry if that sounded racist. It it always <laughs> strikes me as like the conversation that parents would have back then. No, it's not. I racist. remember I had some of that experience. Yeah. Yeah, like depending on what the cover looked like or Well, ICP wore makeup so you couldn't really tell they were white. Yeah, but I mean if I was buying like a ghetto boys CD, I mm. had to do it by myself. Mm. I think mom would have let me have it. She's not racist in the slightest, but I don't know. Well, my mom was... You just imagine parents having those conversations because, you know, behind closed doors back mm -hmm. in the day, you'd hear the N-word and that sort of thing, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. I mean, like all the CDs that Samantha had when she was Gage's age, I cannot believe, but I know it's just because back then it was just like, okay, here's mm -hmm. the CD. Uh, I mean, some of them had the ratings listed on them to where mm -hmm. you could yeah. tell if you were really looking. But nowadays, it's so easy for us to say, let me see IMDb what's on this movie mm -hmm. if I want my kids to see it or the same thing with music. But I remember being at Hastings with one of my friends and his mom and he wanted to get Nelly's Country Grammar album, which I can't remember how graphic that was or not. It may not have I been. I mean, it, there were some explicit songs. She was totally cool with it because she thought it was a country album. Oh. <laughs> And she was like looking around in the country section trying to find it. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. And here my mom is rocking Dada button downs and Timberlands and blaring. Everybody get your motherfucking rolled on. You know, like straight thugging. Straight thugging. She, my, my mom's a thug. I don't know. Maybe it's Texas. I just always pictured parents, you know. Can he get this CD? It's, it sounds like rap, but I think th I think those are those white rappers. I think I think the white rappers are I think okay. It's okay. Oh, God, racism. Anyway, has your taste in music evolved over time, Toby? I mean, you are thirty-two. Yeah, you're thirty-two now. So this one, oh God, I'm old. <laughs> this one I had to think back on too, because unlike the two of y'all or Samantha, music was not a huge part of my life. Like it is. I mean, listening to y'all talk, it's like music really speaks to y'all a lot more than normal people like me. I like listening to it, but it, it's more like a, a, a background thing. It doesn't give me the feels the way it does with y'all. But anyway, so when I was young. He's the normal one. By I know. the way, did you catch that? Yes, he is. We're, the normal. we're not the normal. Kind of no. slipped that He's in. the normal. Basically, he no. is. <laughs> I screwed up. I've never, I've never denied that we are not, in fact, fucked up and strange. Accurate, Mr. Bradley. Yes. Accurate. So when I was a kid, I didn't. Uh, actively listen to a whole lot of music. It was just there. So in the car with my folks, it was always classic rock. My dad almost always had ZZ Top playing or Santana. My mom always had uh, Led Zeppelin. She's a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Now I know why music doesn't speak to you like <laughs> it does to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. And then, so classic rock when I was a kid, and then as I got a little older, it was the popular stuff. I really liked NSYNC and uh, Backstreet Boys. Uh, I had a thing for Britney Spears, but that wasn't just for her music. I, I was going to say, come on yeah, now. I, I know. I had her posters in my, in my room. You had her posters in I your room? I think I did. Or like little magazine cutouts. What were you doing with these said posters? Just looking exactly at them. Um, what you think. I'm sure. Uh, as I got into like junior high, I, I really got into country. And I can remember when that switch clicked. Because I used to think country was lame. Because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't. Same dog. Even same. though I grew up in the country, I, I wasn't really into it. I kind of like pop and rock and stuff. But I was in the truck with my dad. And Alan Jackson's uh, Daddy Let Me Drive came on. Don't know why that song spoke to me like it did. Maybe it's because in the truck with my dad. But uh, I was like, man, country is just songs about life, 
songs about anything. Mm -hmm. Three chords in the truth. Okay, all right. So anyway, I was I was big into country until there, there's your T-shirt, sir. Yeah. Three, Three chords, chords in, in the, the truth. truth. Until about uh, I don't know 2010, 2011, when it just went to shit, and it all started being snap tracks and bro country. Bro country. Yeah, and I, there's probably some good stuff out there, but it, I just fell off the wagon. There's some. And uh, mm. along that same You'll time, you know, it. when I started dating Samantha in tenth grade, it, she really broadened the horizons on music. Yeah, you know, I never listened to like Pink Floyd. A ton of R&B that she loves, mm -hmm. rap, uh, and there's, I don't like all of that stuff, but there's a little bit of everything. So I, I basically put, it was classic rock, pop, country, and then a little bit of everything, because I'll, I'll listen to just about anything now and find something I like. If I could put your wife in a bubble of like music genres that she listens to probably the most, it would be 90s alternative, and then like 90s to early 2000s R&B. She yeah. is a huge... That's her... Her base. That's, That's her, her milieu. Core. Yeah. She she's she pretty expansive. Out. Yeah, she's she's got her love for girl rock. Mm hmm and She then, has uh her country, which will I mean, I wouldn't even classify Guy Clark as Yeah, it's more country. Folk it's like country, a folk but, artist. But yeah. But yeah, she likes a lot of she's, stuff like she's that. She's all over the place too. Uh who's another person that she likes? Y'all went to go see her in Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt. Raitt. Yeah. She loves Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt's she's, you, she's, you made a good decision in wife, sir. I will add that. <laughs> oh, I think so too. That that music selection <laughs> Even that's being mentioned music here choices. is yeah. his choice. Yeah. Okay, so last question for this half. What's an album you love which most people have never probably heard? So there's a band, and I'm actually wearing a shirt. I figured you were uh, you were representing their well, merchandise. Well, I, I do got some band shirts, and I wanted to wear one today, and I just happened to pick this one. It's one of my newer ones. So there's a band called Joshua and the Holy Rollers, and I picked their album called Tribulations. It's a short album, like five, six songs, which all three of his albums are. Mm -hmm. Dude is super, super talented. Uh, guitar player, piano, mm -hmm. um, songwriter. Mm -hmm. I think he writes pretty much all their yes. songs. Uh, interesting fact, he's the fourth Hanson brother that you've never heard of. And he... He's a good bit younger than the other one, so that's why he wasn't part of Hanson. Right. But he's super talented. He started his own thing. He's real, real funky. The most interesting fact is his name is not Joshua. That's his middle name. His name is... I know, but he does not go by Joshua. Yeah, it's Mac Hanson is he, what he goes by. He goes by. by Mac Hanson. And he does not look like his brothers. He is a bear of a man. Yeah, he is. He is long, long hair, hair, beard, beard just a, a little a heftier. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't compare him to the way oh, his brothers look. Yeah. 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 So. Right Shane's alley. <laughs> but if you haven't Give checked the them out, you, you will like them. They're, uh, they've got three albums and I would listen to any one of those songs off any of those albums. He just released a new one a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And your son and wife got to see them in concert. Actually got to meet them. Yeah. They got to yeah, meet the band. Yeah, that was one of the coolest experiences. So we, that, when I was talking about concert experiences, this was one that I almost picked. Uh, we went and saw them back in like the winter of 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Joshua and the Holy Ro Rollers and Hanson. It was mm -hmm. their wintry mix tour. It was Christmas it was it, for them. Uh, the House of Blues, yeah. <laughs> they was, got together for Christmas. It was, it was House like, of Blues. That's cool. And they're kind of a, a small time deal. Not a lot of people know of it. Most people were there for Hanson, so. Yeah. Uh, after he went on as the opener, there was another band. I don't remember his name and I wasn't interested in seeing them. So we went down to the merch stand and got to meet all four of the band members and stand there and talk to them. The, the actual bass player talked to Gage for a long time, giving him advice about guitars because Gage is so big into the guitar oh, lately. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that fueled that. Hug Mac Hansen. They yeah. all signed the uh, CD we grasping bought. Grasping his, firmly oh, yeah. grasping. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it was really cool to get to meet them. They're really nice guys and an awesome band. How yeah. often do you think it happens, by the way, that those hugs or those pictures, the people are getting groped by the fans? Probably more often than yeah. they would like. I mean, especially the female artists. That, I mean, the, uh-huh. I see the way that, that some creeps act at a place like, say you go to Hooters or Bone Daddies or something like that. Yeah. And those waitresses, I mean, they're, they're just trying to make money. But there's some dudes that are just some fucking creeps. Yeah. I thought you were going to go at yourself there for a second. Like, yeah. I think about when Britney Spears was on my wall no. and things <laughs> I would have done to her if I could have been close to No, her. Toby just won't tip them very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he won't grope them, but he, he, he might better. not tip them. Yes, I've been guilted into getting better. Yeah. I, w- I wonder by who. I don't know. She I don't may know. she may be in this room though. Maybe. And she may have used to have been a waitress. <gasps> anyway, that's enough about my previous work activity. I did not get groped, thank God. Rayburn the waitress. Rayburn the waitress. I wear well, many you didn't hats. work at Hooters either though. I didn't. I don't have the body to work at Hooters, sir. I mean we're we're taking video of this and people are going to find out. I do not have the body to work at Hooters. But anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about Guy, guy Clark, man. Let's about talk. who? That guy. Yeah, let's talk about that guy. Shane, you want to drive this party bus? Sure. All right. Let's start this off right. This was your artist pick. Yes. Yeah, and uh took a while to decide who I wanted to do. I wanted to do Guy Clark, though, because uh, he's not really well known. There's a lot of songs that he's written that you've probably heard and have been performed by other people. But him as an artist, he's he's not very well known. But as far as songwriters go, he's very well known and very well respected. I'd never heard of this guy. Yeah, he was another artist that Samantha introduced me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never heard of him before. I it's, only heard of Guy Clark because of Blue and Samantha's parents. Yeah, yeah. So they had a lot of his albums um, and listened to him a lot. They actually saw him in concert once. Um, uh, one of the stories that she told me, actually, they were going to see him in Granbury at a chili cook-off. He was going to perform there, and they stopped along the way, and Samantha actually picked some wildflowers. It was springtime, and she got to give him a hug and give him the wildflowers, and he actually cool. signed her dad's guitar. He's got a really cool story. He's really, really good songwriter. I think his songs tell a story. Yeah. None of them that I listen to are just writing a song to write a song. They all tell a really cool story. It's unrelated to anything you're saying right now, but one of my favorite things about this artist is if you're trying to remember who it is, you always say something like that guy, mm-hmm. you know that and guy? there it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> guy, yeah. guy. Uh, so the first album that we covered here was Old Number One from 1975. This was my middle pick. This is my top album. This is my top album as well. Out of the 10 tracks, I gave 10 fives. I gave four fives. I gave seven. Respectable. I was a little thrown off here because somebody did not make her noise. Oh. Oh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. I'm trying to make sure we're flowing good. Yeah. Toby, thank you. I'm going to give you this assignment because knowing Shane, we'll probably have more perfect albums. My top track was Like a Coat from the Cold. My top track was That Old Time Feeling. Mine was Let Him Roll. Bottom track was Texas 1947. And my bottom track, Toby, I'm sorry, because this seemed right up your alley. Rita Baloo. That was pretty good. I I figured you might like it. I picked a nickel for the fiddler. Okay. I don't think I like that one either. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, that one got a four for me. (laughs) I got all fives and fours on this one. I really, really like this album. Yeah. I mean, it was your top album. Mm -hmm. Country bluesy sparse and meaningful instrumentation which depends on little more than some natural reverb to get by on the lyrics are that of a seasoned storyteller if you like classic country sound 
or 70s blues. This is what you're missing. Think Willie Nelson meets Dr. Hook, an understated treat of a listen. Yeah, my comments are on par with Shane's classic 70s folk country. I think he bounces back and forth between the two very, very well. It's a great road trip artist, period. But this album in particular gives me major road trip feels. Kind of like how Tom Petty, in, in that episode, the, the feeling that he gave you and me went, you know, he's a great road trip artist. It's the same with Guy Clark. Uh, the vocals definitely stand out. I can feel the emotion in his voice. And harmonies with the female vocalists are very refreshing. So this this was his first album. He released it in 1975. He had a lot of help from some pretty well-known people at the time. He was really good friends with Towns Van Zant who's a well-known singer-songwriter also. Um, yeah. They actually live together. And I didn't get to do as much research as I, I wanted to. Him and his wife, Susanna, and Towns Van Zandt lived together for a good bit of time. And I think there was like some kind of weird love triangle going on there. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody they, I know getting that poked. In, in 2020 at the South by Southwest Music Festival, they were supposed to release a documentary called... Uh, uh, without getting killed or caught, which is a line from L.A. Freeway. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of that stuff in there. And there's a book that I'd like to read at some point, but I, I haven't done that yet. So I'd like to know more about that. But one thing that's cool about this album, it, it kind of some of the songs talk about experiences in life like L.A. Freeway. One of my favorite songs is the, more or less the story about him and his wife, Susanna, deciding we're getting the hell out of L.A. Mm -hmm. We're moving out of here. Uh, you know, he grew up in a town called Monahans, Texas, which is out by Pecos, just in West Texas, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and that song, Texas 1947, is an actual experience from him. Yeah. And then there's a few other songs throughout his discography that talk about different points of his life because he lived in West Texas, on the coast of Texas. That's why the next album we'll talk about. And then he lived in L.A. for a while and then settled in Nashville. One thing that I thought was really cool about this album art, uh, it's a picture of him standing up against the wall. Mm -hmm. He's in a, den a worn out denim shirt and there's a painting of a denim shirt hanging on a hanger right beside him. His wife, Susanna, is actually an artist and she painted that painting. Oh, that's cool. I love it when guests come prepared. Well, I really like him and I really like his story. So I, I really wanted to dig a little deeper. And another reason that I picked Guy Clark is because I wanted to do a deeper dive into him. I've, I've wanted to for a long time because I've got a greatest hits album of his mm -hmm. in my truck that I've probably listened to a hundred times. Yeah. And I didn't know a whole lot more other than the greatest hits. So I wanted to dive deeper. Rated radio, forcing people to deep dive. <laughs> Which one of you two picked the albums? I did. Okay. Toby did. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I am not going to pick Guy Clark's albums. And I picked, uh, this one was his first. The next one is a few years later. And then the last one I picked was his last album. We can get into them more as we go, but that, that's kind of how I picked them. All right. The next album we covered was The South Coast of Texas from 1981. This was my bottom album. This was my bottom album as well. This one came in the middle for me. Out of the 10 tracks, I gave four fives. I gave zero fives. I gave three. My top track was Christelle. My top track was Christelle as well. Mine was the South Coast of Texas. My bottom track was Rita Blue. Yeah, because in this one, they redid it. Mm -hmm. I love the original, by the way. You did? Did you? Yeah. Did you? I mean, obviously, you gave it a five. I got a perfect rating yeah, from you. Yeah, I love the original. The I one just... in this album was a little more, is a little popular and it was a little more uh, pr produced, you know, higher production. I think I did the same for both. But anyway, my bottom track was Calf Rope. Mine too. That, that, that song didn't really speak to me. That was a yeah. three for me. I fucking love Calf Rope. Really? I have to what? throw it out there. Yes. It's if so it's strange, stupidly unique. 
it's not lyrically a song that I should like care about or at all, relate but to. I, I loved the sound. I don't know. It's a, anyway, I thoroughly enjoy Guy's voice and his lyrical style is outright poetic and endearing. Problem for me here is that the music doesn't pack a very interesting punch. It's toe-tapping drum and bass licks remind me of what old-timers dance to at country bars. Nonetheless, there are some winners here. Well, Guy Clark definitely loves his Texas references. You definitely get that throughout these two albums that we've covered. He's a more country this go-around, sometimes a little too repetitive. This is a more commercial mainstream offering. Um, and kind of middle of the road for me. I didn't I didn't hate it. It was just it didn't showcase his strengths like the first one did for me. Yeah, I kind of got the feeling from this album that he you know, this was 1981. His first one was in 1975. So I get the feeling that he kind of got, you know, picked up by a record company and uh, was had some obligations. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like there was a little bit more of this album that was forced. I don't think the the quality of the music writing was as good, but old number one I thought was so good just because it was uh, old. It, it was more raw, you know, it's not, yeah. not it was. high yeah. production value. It just seemed like a group of guys in a studio just recording. You know, maybe they couldn't afford the fancy equipment or the yeah. high production or anything. For and the album shines because of it. So right. that's for me, old number one was more of a Cat Stevens, Jim Croce kind of offering. And I love those two artists. I originally if we would have gotten our pick, I mean, we did, but we didn't. I was wanting to pit Jim Croce, Croce, Croce. I don't know if we figured out how to say it. Up against Guy we, Clark. Huh? We. By the way, did video we? viewers, I don't, I'm staring at you two like endlessly here. It's because whenever I look this way, I'm just blinded. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We I got... don't understand how people do like the selfie ring things because that is, that's some bright ass mm. light. All right, epileptic. Maybe I should have thought of that before we put you in front of it. It's just not flashing. Uh, so yeah, if I would have if I would have gotten my choice, it would have been Jim Croce. But I'm kind of thankful that that didn't happen because it gave me the opportunity to pay a little bit more attention to Guy yeah. Clark. So the top song I picked on this one, "The South Coast of Texas," I really really like. The more I've noticed with Guy Clark, the more I listen to his songs, the more I, I break down the lyrics and you know get to know him by heart. It, it's the story that it tells, like South Coast of Texas was him being basically a teenager on mm -hmm. the coast. He lived in Rockport, Texas for a while and mm -hmm. working at a shipyard and just being a, a young man on the South Coast of Texas. Wasn't that album like a, a beach? It's a picture of him sitting on a boat dock. With oh, a, it's a, okay. A it's a boat dock. I knew that the there was water involved. Yeah. Okay. All of his album covers, by the way, felt very intimate in a way that you really... That's what you're going to get is you're going to get this storytelling from an individual. Anything else we need to say about the album? No, no, let's move on, man. All right. Let's keep going. The next album we covered was My Favorite Picture of You from 2013. This was my top album. This was my middle album. This ended up number three for me. Out of the 11 tracks, I gave 10 fives. Oh, dang. So close. I was primed and ready. I gave four fives. Uh, I only gave two. My top track was Good Advice. My top track was Hell Bent on a Heartache. Hands down, my favorite picture of you. It's a very good song. Mm -hmm. Bottom track was Waltzing Fool. They just said the song name way too much. They, he, he said the song name way too much. My bottom track was El Coyote. Coyote? Coyote? Coyote. He doesn't say El Coyote, so I'm trying yeah, to. He says it in Spanish. Yes, pronounce it. My bottom track was I'll Show Me. So, Shane, you picked the... Uh, 
the only, as far as I know, the only cover on this song that was originally a Lyle Lovett song. Mm-hmm. It, I thought it was funny. There's two songs on here about waltzing. Because mm-hmm. uh, another, the only other five I gave was Cornmeal Waltz, which... Uh, Does not surprise me I don't all. know that I'd really, really like waltzes. Yeah, it's... And uh, this one, for some reason, just the simplicity of it, the, you know, it's all acoustic guitar and fiddle. Mm-hmm. And... um just super, super good. So your it's fact immersive. Girl, it takes you somewhere yeah. too, yeah. you know. Your fact, girl, you probably already looked up a lot of this stuff, but if you haven't, something that may blow your mind. Blow my mind, Toby, please. One of the composers on this album, other than Lyle Lovett, was Chris Stapleton. I did not. Oh, wait. Maybe. You know what? Maybe I did she read that. Know. Time out. Maybe I did read that. But Shane gives me such shit about Chris Stapleton You're that like, I deliberately left it, it out. So I'm so glad you talked about Chris Stapleton, <laughs> Every time Toby. we do country, I got to talk about Chris Stapleton. Thank you. So, and another super interesting fact, uh, there's some really, really good female vocals in this mm-hmm. album. I agree. And that is Morgan or Morgane Stapleton, Chris Stapleton's wife. Yes. She did all of the, yep. the backup She's really vocal, talented vocals. Too. So like Cornwell Waltz, there's a lot of female vocals. That's her. I thought that was really cool. Do you think if you can sing as well as Chris Stapleton that that's like a, all right, I can marry this girl, but she's got to be able to sing. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like a, a pre-qualifier? She's got to be able to go on the road with me. They are a definite power couple. Well, it makes you wonder if they met doing what they do or if it's just a coincidence. I think, you know what? TBD. Speculation here is... To be determined. Yeah, it's going to go places you probably don't want to go. We're going to cover more Chris Stapleton in the future. I know it. But one thing I thought was really, really cool about this album, he was 72 years old when it was released. Mm -hmm. And you can really tell by his voice. And uh, I don't know how everybody else feels. I think his older stuff, his voice is like a fine wine. It just, it gets better. It's... The chef's kiss. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it gets rougher, gravelier. He smoked like a freight train. I've, yes, he I've did. watched several interviews of him and he's just smoking cigars, mm-hmm. little like black and mild looking cigars nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he smoked a lot. I think he also drank a lot of whiskey. But I really like the way his voice sounds in these older years. Going back to the greatest hits album I was talking about earlier is if you want just to kind of go over some of the best of Guy Clark, there's a album called Keepers. It's from 1997. It's a live album. But it is fantastic. It's got a lot of really good songs that we covered here and then a whole lot of them that aren't on these three albums because he released over 20 albums throughout his career. Yeah, he had a really large discography. And like I said, this was in 97, so he was in his, what is his late 50s, early 60s. So he he had a pretty rough sound of voice at that time. But it's another thing I really like about that album is uh, he has a little bit of a background to a lot of these songs Mm -hmm. like texas 1947 he talks about the story on how that came up or um old time feeling Mm -hmm. uh he's the funny thing he says on that one is this is the first song i ever wrote that i kept so uh, a lot of really good stuff or uh desperados waiting for a train that one's really funny because he talks about how this song is about his grandpa well, is actually my grandma's boyfriend. And, <laughs> Who uh, I thought was my grandpa. Yeah, he says he's, he's the guy that taught me to, to drive and cuss and spit and sit up straight and just a really good background. And then the songs are good. And I, I feel like the versions of those songs are better than the studio versions. Like uh, the South Coast of Texas has a girl named Susie Ragsdale who's playing the accordion mm-hmm. and it, it it makes that song feel a little more like uh, 
Louisiana, New Orleans type feel. Yeah. yeah. You know, that part of Texas, it's it's kind of close to Louisiana. But I could see how this artist would have really good live versions of their songs. It just has that sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that the best you're going to get from this artist is doing minimal amounts to what he writes. Shane. And he's one of them guys that gets uh, really, really good artists that want to play with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times it's people you never heard of. I mean, his the bass player on that album is his son, Travis Clark. And then mm-hmm. the guy playing guitar is named Verlin Thompson. And plays, Verlin. Yeah, he plays Baby the name. shit out Dibs of that guitar. it. Listen to a song called The Guitar by Guy Clark and Verlin Thompson's playing uh, the like lead guitar in that one. It's it's incredible. You and should, it, it's also one of them songs that'll give you chills when it gets to like the, right. the punchline, if you want to call it that. You should have named your middle son Verlin. Yeah, it would be good. So the vibe of this album for me is very much Sean Mullins mixed with Oh Brother. It's a lot like Johnny Cash's American albums in that it has that intimate elderly living room recording vibe, but this is much more enjoyable for me. Reminiscent of the first album we covered, but with a heavier dose of bluegrass, this is a must-hear album if any of what I just said appeals to you and to uh, springboard off of what Toby just mentioned about his voice. Yeah, I'm surprised it held up as well as it did to that mm-hmm. point. He's still got a gorgeous voice, but yeah, you could tell like he wore himself out. He lived it a little rough, and yep. I really liked the way that it turned out here. I don't know. Yeah, for me, this was a much better refinement of sound while getting back to his roots. I loved, underline loved, the romantic and intimate harmonies. There's major playability here. Strings were a great addition. And as much as I loved the first album, this one was incredibly close. Like they were right there with each mm-hmm. other. But then again, I love those intimate elderly albums. I love I love the so, elderly. Speaking of the intimacy of it. So this was released in 2013. His longtime wife, Susanna, had just died in 2012. Damn it, Toby, you took my back. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> but the title track, My Favorite Picture of You, which is also him holding up a picture of his wife on the album. Yep. It's it's written about if you listen to the words it's it's his favorite picture of his wife. She had come home. Him and Towns had been up all night drinking, mm-hmm. and she was sick of their shit. Mm-hmm. And she packed her stuff and was going to leave. And someone snapped a picture of her on the front porch, looking pissed off mm-hmm. with her like a, with her arms crossed. Unflattering photo of yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you wouldn't think that'd be your favorite picture, but I guess to him that is her to her core. And I don't think. I can remember a time listening to an album where the album cover was so relevant. Mm-hmm. It really did a lot to, and that song would catch you anyway. It's a fantastic song. But to have that reference, that visual reference of exactly what, you know, him in the background holding this picture to yeah. show you exactly what he's talking about. You know, the little holes from it being stapled to the wall or whatever yeah. right there, just like he mentions. It's And it's interesting that the first album that we covered of him younger with the painting behind him it's the painting that his wife did i think it's funny that we've made we've come kind of full, full circle, circle from him you know being proud and of of the work that his wife has done and showcasing it to my wife's not here anymore but she's still a, a huge part of me yeah you know to that that last one that we covered one of the things i noted here by the way is the song my favorite picture of you the melody sounds like the guitar melody i think sounds like a george Strait song that i could not place for the life of me that's what the listeners are for shane one of like his uh slower dance tracks but i couldn't yeah if you you figure it out let me know yeah it's a real pretty finger picking tune which is kind of his his forte he's a, a very talented guitar player too i mean 
Like I said, he's 72 years old. There's a real good video on YouTube of him playing this, just him and acoustic guitar, in his workshop at his house. Um, yeah. He's got a really, in this video, you can see his little workstation. I mean, there's cassette tapes everywhere and, and all kinds of tools because he was also a, a, a luthier, a luthier. Okay. A guy that builds guitars. Yeah. I don't know exactly how you say that. but um, And as a matter of fact, his workshop is on display at the Country Music Hall of Fame. And, really? And Nashville. Yeah. After huh. he passed away, they set it up there so people could see it. And this album, probably another fact you have, he won a Grammy for, I think it was... Uh, Best 2014 folk album. Best Folk Album. Yep. yep. It, it was, was his only Grammy. It was one of my facts. And it was his last album. You do you, baby. He's from Monahans, Texas. Yeah. But he died in Nashville. He yeah. moved to Nashville. He spent most his, of his life in Nashville. Him and his wife, which he died from lymphoma in 2016, mm -hmm. which was, what, four years after his wife. His wife died in oh, 12. 12, I think. Yeah. But the sad, another sad thing is you mentioned Travis. He died the year after. Travis died the year after him yeah. from an aortic aneurysm. Yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of tragedy that was his here. Only son. Yeah. A from, a, from a different wife or different woman mm -hmm. or something like that. We're talking a lot about this artist, and that I think it would normally strike people as, as odd, but it shouldn't. What's odd is that this artist isn't well-known by most people. That like Again, I had never even heard of this person, yeah, and it doesn't surprise way. me that their music is on, you know, it's that his workbench would be on showcase at one of the Hall of Fames. Like, it deserves to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is something that I think, yeah, anybody out there who has an interest in folk or in country, you're missing something here. You really are. But yeah. I can't make you go listen to yeah. it. But yeah. And there's so many singer-songwriters that would know him. Yeah. That's the thing to, to us, just as listeners, he's not super popular, but he's super well-known in Nashville and any type of country music circle, I guess yeah. you could say. Shane, do you have any notes about yeah, this artist? I do. All right. The uh, music makes me feel like I'm watching Lonesome Dove, again, about the highest praise I could give to an artist. Another sound similarity worth pointing out is Roger Miller, specifically his work on the soundtrack to Disney's Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. If you dig like that. that, you might enjoy a lot of this. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more of his albums. Yeah, similar sounding artists for me, like I said, Cat Stevens, Jim Croce. Uh, on the 80s album, Bruce Springsteen, Charlie Daniels Band, and in the later album that we covered, Johnny Cash, as mm -hmm. Shane already mentioned, there were a lot of similarities like an there. Old Johnny Cash. Yeah. And How the Music Makes Me Feel. But much better. How the music makes me feel like I'm a hopeless romantic traveler. Like I said earlier, you know some of his songs if you've listened to any country. So some of the big name country artists that has covered some of his songs, Jerry Jeff Walker, Jimmy Buffett, Lyle Lovett, Ricky Skaggs, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, they've all covered some of his songs. I think there was even uh, Randy Travis covered some. That I can see that. Uh, there was a song called Out in the Parking Lot. It's really funny that I think Randy Travis covered. Um, one of the other funny stories you you mentioned, he's from Monahan's on that Keepers album, which I, I'm going to keep recommending. He, You're going to keep on recommending. That Texas 1947. He said he grew up in a little town called Monahan's out between Pecos and Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it, he's just, they're really good stories. Um, some other songs that weren't on these albums that are really worth checking out. Um, Homegrown Tomatoes, The Randall Knife, which I cried like a baby the first time I heard because it reminded me of my dad. Dublin Blues, um, The Cape, The Guitar, I talked about earlier. That, that song's cool. It'll okay. give you goosebumps. It's a really cool story. Um, the Last Gunfighter's Ballad. 
Yes. It's a really, really cool song. Yes. It's it's one of his songs, which he has a lot of them, that is more like him telling a story with a guitar track in the background. Yeah. You know? I'm literally and, hearing and it, it, it rhymes, and, but he's, he's really more talking than that, uh, singing. And he's got, Texas 1947 is a good example. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it feels more like spoken poetry through a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, it's exactly. And awesome. he seems like one of them guys that you could sit there and listen to tell stories all day long but he's not <laughs> preaching at you either by the way which i really appreciated i got a lot of preachy vibes from cash not only did i find this music more enjoyable but there's less preaching he's telling you a story mm. you don't have to like the story but he's not telling you what's right or wrong for the most part uh, last couple songs i think are worth checking into um stuff that works out in the parking lot black diamond strings he's i mean the list is long I don't think you'd be upset about any of the albums you listen to. But if you just want to glaze over it, if you listen to the Keepers album, it's it's an awesome album. So you mentioned Homegrown Tomatoes, which is really big on our spouse's side of the family. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not sure I know the story correctly. I don't know if I'm going to get it all right, but it's a really funny story that Blue and Samantha's mom and dad told about... Uh, you know, they probably had this album and listened to it at the house a lot. And Blue's kindergarten teacher sent a note home saying that he told his teacher, there's only two things that money can't buy. That's true love and homegrown tomatoes. And those are lines from the song. That's, that's a line from that song. And she just thought it was so cute that she had to send a note home. And what is it that you brought over today, you and your wife? Yeah, we brought some homegrown tomatoes. They out of brought garden. some homegrown nice. tomatoes for my, for my man. So... So yeah, he's 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 definitely worth ch- checking out. He's one of them guys you never heard of. I think Raybert and I are both in, in agreement here on that yes. point. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I will get to uh, some things later. More more to come. As Shane My God. Shane loves. Please uh, stop. But <laughs> teaser. Yeah, stick teaser. around. <laughs> Marketing people, you gotta love us. We'll we'll get we'll get to more Guy Clark later. I'm sure. But he'll oh. give you the feels. He will. If you want the feels, listen to Guy Clark. In the meantime, hold on for the rest of the episode. We're going to take a break. And we're back. Never gets old, right, Shane? I cut it now. I really needed that you break. You suck. <laughs> I'll probably keep it here just so that people understand I'm cutting that no. most of the time now. You got any recommendations or plugs? Yeah, my song recommendation for the week is a by NF. It's called If You Want Love. I've just been feeling this song lately. No story, no deep dive. What about you? It's Memories by Ty Day. I recommended Arkham by Ty Day uh, early in our podcast yeah, I don't know. That is what we're yeah. doing, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is an emotion. She's confused because there's a camera in front of her today, yeah, although I'm, it feels little... like it's more just it's not... staring at Toby. It, it is doing that. Um, <laughs> I want to document his every move. He flipped me off earlier, didn't even know it <laughs> during the episode. <laughs> anyway. I don't think that counts as flipping you off then. Anyway, back to Memories by Ty Day. This is an emotional song with a strong, infectious lo-fi beat. Uh, it will have been newly released. So check it out when you get a chance. And before you say anything, Shane, yes, I have heard it. Don't ask me how I've heard it before everyone else. But yeah, give it a listen because it is really good. I wasn't planning on saying anything, just for clarification. Well, you know, you would like to sneak in being an ass every so often. Do you have a plug? I do not. Okay. But do you? Yeah. Yes, you I take, do. Take it away, man. Uh, I wanted to plug 
Ariana Grande's Ari perfume because in all seriousness, that stuff smells really, really nice. Did you buy it for yourself or your wife? Yeah, I bought it for myself. (laughs) That's the thing. If you're buying perfume for someone that you're with, you are kind of buying it for yourself. Okay. Not to wear, but you're the one who's primarily going to enjoy it. Sniffing it it up. Yeah. We know you, you love your perfumes and colognes. You love to smell people pretty much. Yeah, you made that a little weird. That was my intention. Sorry, Toby. I'm not smelling you right now. Just okay, Joe. To clarify. Okay, Joe. I have a song recommendation. Okay, I like it. So I mentioned earlier Joshua and the Holy Rollers. Uh, Sorry for bringing it up again, but I'm a big fan. It's all right. I mean, you weren't, we can tell. The Tribulations album, there's a song, uh, I believe it's called Right in Front of Me. All his songs are good. They're all bangers, but this one is a little bit slower and he really shows off his pipes. Uh, he's got a really, really good, soulful voice. I bet you he's got some some great pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Always gonna take it. All right, Grandma. Sorry. Calm anyway, down. It's entertaining. Don't wear yeah. sweats around her, Toby. Don't even get me started. Anyway, sweat? long, long story. It's weird. We had a conversation about sweats yesterday, but well, so did we. Anyway, was it about gray sweats? Yes. That's weird. We just had that conversation yesterday. We might get off on a little bit of a tangent. Well, Samantha and her mom went shopping yesterday, and they were getting clothes. And Gloria thought about getting some sweats, but all they had were gray. And she's like, "No, I'm not getting those." And Samantha was like, "Why?" I was not thinking about women in gray pants. No, Wait. it was it was for David. Oh. <laughs> and she said she read somewhere that gray sweats show off your junk for some reason. Yes, that's exactly what. Unrelated, a hundred percent. But gray is my favorite color. Anyway, we've had we've literally had not the exact... because it shows off junk. Mm-hmm. We've had mm-hmm. the same conversation. So that's weird. Like literally. Come anyway, so check out Joshua and the Holy Rollers. Yeah. Let's let, let, let's let's agree on that. Check out Joshua and the Holy Rollers. I am appreciative of this break. <laughs> let's go <laughs> ahead and move on to Blues Traveler. So I picked all of the uh, matchups yes. that are happening on the show. I didn't know who Guy Clark was. This was a recommended artist, like sound similarity. And I have to say, maybe it's albums we didn't cover, but I don't see it at all. Yeah. That having been said, let's talk about Blues Traveler. <laughs> and who picked the albums for Blues Traveler? That's right. I did. I picked the albums for Blues Traveler. <laughs> did it. It was like, it wasn't me. setting yourself up. <laughs> so the first album that we covered was Travelers and Thieves from 1991. This was my top album. This was my middle album. Yeah, my middle out of the 12 tracks, I gave nine fives. I gave three fives. I gave one. My top track was Mountain Cry. My top track was Sweet Pain. Mountain Cry. Bottom track was The Tiding. The Tiding. The Tiding. That's this is an intro track. It's yeah. a minute and a half weird intro yeah, track. Yeah, that opening instrumental track. Was there even instruments or was it just, I don't know, it was weird. It was weird noise. Was, that's yeah. for sure. I didn't, I was like, what is happening right now? Uh, what? I don't know why they put stuff like that in. <laughs> Neither do we. We're not musicians uh, to th- that we. degree, so I don't know. I don't understand it. But. Uh, first thing, this group's radio hit does them no justice. This is infectious, soulful prog rock with something akin to Renaissance fair vibes. The vocalist reminds me of Jack Black and doesn't punch hard in every chorus, but the bright bass and the absolutely insane harmonica and keys here more than make up for it. I got a lot of Chili Peppers grooves from this group, but could also see their tunes showing up in an episode of Friends. 
It's a really strange vibe, but I dug this album. I am so glad you said the thing about Jack Black, because literally I said, I get serious Jack Black vocal vibes. And the the Red Hot Chili Peppers comment that you made, thick, funky bass lines. Yeah. And I got like flea all over that. And very clear and clean. I don't think I'm going to say anything about it here, but I, I kept thinking it. I just didn't write it down. I don't bring up drums, but their drummer is extremely talented. I'll say that. This album almost feels like a... F- funky folk Irish jig and slap some blues on top of that. It's a it's a wide variety of different sounds. And harmonica and lead guitar for me were the standout. Yeah, Talking Heads fans. Here's you an album. Yeah. Travelers and Thieves by Blues Traveler. Yeah, the thing that got me the most about this album is John Popper, their lead singer, who is also that harmonica, harmonica player. player who is second to none is he really shows off his vocals in this album i mean his radio hits that we've all heard that are huge songs you know he's got a good voice but this one i mean his arpeggios just the way he goes up and down just seamlessly yeah. is incredible and he's so his voice is so clear and high at some points and you know he goes really low too. just really good range and y'all mentioned the drums and the guitar and of course the harmonica but just all around band is super talented yeah which is funny because popper actually wanted to be a comedian he didn't want to be a musician but he picked up a harmonica after seeing jim belushi and the blues brothers really yes i wonder if that influenced the name of the band as well the name of the band actually comes from ghostbusters uh gozer the traveler that's where it, it got tied into blues traveler but it's funny because Blues Traveler was actually in the Blues Brothers 2000. Were they? Yes. So it kind of, again, Very cool. something full circle. Uh, the next album we covered was Four from 1994. This was my bottom album. This was my top album. Way top. This <laughs> album was a banger, man. It was awesome. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Out of the 12 tracks, I gave two fives. I gave four fives. I gave three. <laughs> it was a banger. I only gave three fives. Well, it's all <laughs> mostly fours. I that. mean, I don't disagree with you. Trust me. My top track was The Mountains Win Again. My top track was Look Around. When's the hook. I hate to be stereotypical and it's go a good with a radio song. hit. It, I gave it a five. It's a good song. My bottom track was Hook. If it's the mainstream, Shane hates it. <laughs> I actually, I only know this group uh, from Run Around. Run Around, yeah. Really? You didn't know the hook? Nope. Wow. Uh, I'm sure it's because if I heard it on the radio, I just changed it. Yeah. And I could see why. That's just me. I don't, don't worry about it. I still gave it a four. That's, that's, there were no threes on this album. It was all fours outside of the two fives. My bottom track was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Mine was Brother John. Uh, This album comes across as having an identity crisis. You get glimpses of Travelers and Thieves, but mostly this sounds like they attempted making a bog standard disc of mainstream rock hits. The musicians are very talented, but the music feels generic to me, and their frontman fails with delivery of damn near every hook. That's a big thing. Um, I think he gets it right through the verses. It's just the hooks. Anyway, they don't bring you back. Yeah, they're not bringing me back. <laughs> uh, the guitar is more electric, and the bass is more subdued. I don't love it. I really enjoyed the vocalists on slower paced songs, especially. This was more romantic than the previous album. A lot more blues, rock, less folk direction. Uh, the band does a decent job of keeping up with each other. And they are definite storytellers, especially on this album. So this album, it was my favorite. And it has a lot to do with the radio hits that were so nostalgic because I remember hearing them on the radio when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a gym in there, Just Wait. It was just a, a, a really good rocking song. I liked it a lot. That was my other five I gave. 
Of course, Run Around in the Hook were really good. I kind of see where Shane's coming from. If he wasn't real familiar with this artist and really, really was into Travelers and Thieves, then you hear Four, which is more of what they're known for. And that's that's what I was expecting when yeah. I started listening to Blues Traveler and I heard Travelers and Thieves and I was like, this is nothing like I was, what I was expecting. <laughs> and then Four is like, this is Blues Travelers yeah. in my yeah. mind. Yeah. And I think that's why it resonated so good with me. I just, I really liked it. The two songs, the two big ones, Run Around in the Hook, they're just so catchy. Yeah. They're earworms. Uh, I catch myself singing them all the time mm -hmm. no justification needed toby i agree with you i'm still gonna give my opinion you th this is this is a safe place to do it let Let's me see tell. i even wrote it right there banger, banger. <laughs> with an exclamation <laughs> point i was jamming out to this the third album we covered was straight on till morning from 1997 this was my middle pick this is my bottom album this is my bottom too out of the 13 tracks i gave seven fives i gave three fives I gave zero. My top track was The Gunfighter. My top track was yours. Mine was yours. My bottom track was yours. We vibing over here. We vibing. My that song's so boring. My, <laughs> my bottom track was Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. That's what I would have called it. She's got company today, so yep. you're, do you're doing her a lot of good. Mm -hmm. Though still produced identically to the previous album, this one wins vocally, and the music, while still not as unique as it was on the first album, is more enjoyable in more places. I'm not going to pretend this is an album I'll turn to for fun. The lyrical style isn't my bag. I can say that this is a solid effort, though. I uh, got some Counting Crows vibes here. Their vocalist doesn't hold a candle to Adam Duritz, but this may appeal to a certain sect of Crows fans. Not you. No, not me. Not you. I mean, again, 7 out of 13 is pretty good. I mean, yeah. yeah. You gave more fives than I did. But again, that's my floor, I think. Yes, we, we've discussed I think fives are, are different for yeah, other they, people's they ratings, mean, most definitely. Um, solos can drag on a bit sometimes, especially you know, too long on this album for me. Uh, experiments more with different sounds. Lyrics are kind of goofy here. And what is with the name Joe? They've used it multiple like times over Joe, yeah. multiple albums. Apparently, Guy Clark likes Texas and Blues Traveler likes Joe. I guess so. So for me, this album, without doing any digging or researching, felt like they had a contract to fulfill with a record company. And they said, you need to put an album out because none of it really seemed as good as the first two albums to me. It almost seemed forced, like there wasn't a whole lot of feeling in it. But once again, the musicians are fantastic. The uh, Obviously, harmonica, guitar, everything. There, there was, I don't remember which song it was, but there was one where they were just like taking turns doing solos, drums, yes. uh, harmonica, guitar, bass, and they just all go back and forth. Going back to what you said, the solos just went on and on. Yeah. I, I found myself getting sick of some of these songs and skipping them about three quarters of the way through. Just, mm -hmm. okay, next. I've heard all I want to hear. It's not going to change. I feel that, just so we're clear. I do feel that. The part of the reason why I didn't mind it as much is I felt that way about the verses in a lot of the songs. Like the, it would go on and on and I'm listening to that same rhythm in the background. I'm like, quit talking already and get to a chorus. And then he does. And it's kind of flat. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like a lot of these songs sounded the same to me. It, yeah. And a lot of them run to, I can't, looking back at my list, I can't tell you 
What's what? One from the other. Yeah. I'd have to listen to it a lot more times. I mean, obviously, a lot of people really liked it. They were a pretty successful band. I think John Popper died not long after this one. I'm not sure. I don't think he's around. I could be wrong. Once again, I didn't I look actually into don't it. know. I, I didn't, think I don't he do died. Homework. I, think I know he, he, he was not a real healthy guy. He got to be really, really, really big. But overall, it was it was it was good, good music. Just it didn't yeah. catch me. I definitely will say from both artists that we covered, this was not a bad week. And I was very pleasantly surprised. And I know I say that a lot, but it's true. I mean, you don't, you think you know an artist until you actually sit down and listen to multiple albums and getting to hear what you know and learn so much more that you didn't know. It's always really refreshing for me to be able to be like, well, I never knew that I yeah. liked so much by Guy Clark or Blues Traveler. Like I knew Runaround and I do, I knew Hook, but that was it. Well, and it got me thinking like, I really like Guy Clark, obviously. And I liked Blues Travelers. It was an easy listen. It got me thinking, God dang, this is a lot of freaking work. What was it like when you had <laughs> 10 albums to listen to in a week? Yeah. And both of the artists were trash. <laughs> Homework. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, with full-time job and family and all that, I I was down to the wire. I, I was finishing this up last night. Yeah. Some... Going through them. And I, I, I had three three weeks to get it done. Unlike y'all, just one week to get all this done. So. Some weeks are harder than others. For those I think out that's there in something. radio land, it's a lot of work put yeah. in in this room. And yeah. I write stories for our song list and I have to edit the audio yeah, on the back end. And I keep up with social media and do the merchandise. So hats off, so, guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so some notes here. This music makes me feel like I'm at the Jazz Fest in my hometown. Uh, to clarify my issue with the vocals, the delivery is odd. It's a combination of strong singing skill mixed with fast speech that's almost similar to rap at times. Yeah. Add in that the lyrics often feel improvised and that many choruses are made to seem unimportant and it's all become the singular negative I'll remember this group for. I could see getting in, uh, knowing my fives and not listening to the majority of it again. When it comes to Guy Clark as a perfect example, since that was the verses this week, that's an artist I could even see listening to the fours again with. Yeah. Just because I feel like that music might continue to grow on you. I didn't get that vibe with Blues Traveler. Uh, the first album was really special, though. And the musicians can play their asses off. Dave Matthews band level capabilities. They often create emotionally evocative sounds on par with Crash Test Dummies. And their vocalist has an additional tendency to present like Splendor's exquisite lead singer. Uh, I'm right there with you on the Dave Matthews band comparisons. Obviously, Tenacious D, we talked about Jack Black in the first album. Uh, for me, Hootie and the Blowfish and the Spin Doctors. So I got I got a lot of those vibes from... All kind of the same era. Yeah. Early 90s, yeah. Um, but they had very little airplay and only developed their major following when they consistently toured colleges in the 90s. So really? that college rock i don't i don't even yeah that college rock sound that's how they that's how they got their popularity and the so. college radio stations were a gargantuan thing yes like yes. before limewire and spotify and all <laughs> you that gotta stuff talk about limewire so one thing that's just a funny fact about their lead singer and harmonica player john popper dude had a custom leather vest made yes i don't know if you've ever seen pictures of yes, it yes i have and it's got have you ever seen uh boondock saints how el duce their dad has like that vest with the pistols. Yes. Harmonicas. It's like that with harmonicas. Really? He's got like 12 harmonicas. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they're all in different keys or whatever. And he'll just whip them out. Bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody play harmonica like that. 
ever. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's got that vest and that wide-brimmed hat yep. that he always used to wear. He's I didn't even a, know it was possible look. to do that that much with regard to notes mm-hmm. on a harmonica. I don't know. Sometimes it reminds me of like John Petrucci's guitar playing, but yeah. it's a fucking harmonica. You didn't know you could shred on a harmonica. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah how can anybody incredible. shred on a harmonica? Mm-hmm. Well, Popper will show you how. Um, he, they're also really good friends with Paul Schaefer from Late Night with Dave, Dave Letterman. You know, the bald guy with the with the glasses. Oh yeah, yeah, they're really good friends with him. I just thought I'd throw that in there for the I listeners, man. I was just man. trying to give you a visual cue that I had no idea what the fuck you were talking <laughs> no, about. No. When you listen to him, it's almost like being transported back into the early '90s. Something about yep. him, it's just. It gives yep. you that feeling, like you were saying that those other bands you mentioned. It's like that's the epitome of early nineties. Yes, yes, and I am mad at it. I am mad at it. So, so yeah, if it was like a unique album award, Travelers and Thieves would take it for the week. Mm-hmm. But most definitely, Guy Clark won for me this week. I figured. Yeah, definitely. Well, now that we're here, I can talk about how pissed off I am because Blues Traveler. Got it for me. Walking away from it. And this is not just because you're here. This is 100% sincerity. I'm more apt to probably pick up Guy Clark and enjoyed my listen with him more than Blues Traveler. Mm -hmm. It's that middle album, that 80s album by Guy Clark that brought down the average. Brought down the average. Yeah. It had me really fucking worried when we started with <laughs> Travelers and Thieves. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe he won't win. Yeah, but no, he definitely won for me. That yeah. middle album did. It's funny, did some like damage. when you covered Prince and yes. you wanted him to win so bad. Yes, but who did he lose to? Was it? He lost to Rush. Rush. To Rush. That's right. Dad. Like, it's. I mean, it's. It's just the way the system works, and that's not saying that you don't love the artists. Yeah. It may be just the you know some song. Some of the songs were mm-hmm. no good, or one of the albums was no good, and the other one was yeah you know one artist may have more awesome songs but then there's some junk mixed in well blues traveler also had more track listings too so it bigger albums but we say it all the time too the verses it's it's just for show it's not really like something we take seriously Mm -hmm. i'll listen to both artists yeah i I will too but man was i expecting guy clark to win it's like we could do away with it but how boring would it be if we came on every week and we're just like you know, neither artist we listened to this week was Timmy T. Thank you. We'll see you <laughs> thank next week. Thank you, Jesus. If you're listening, thank We're you. Out. All right. Well, let's move on to the next half of our questions. The the converse, conversation was riveting about Guy Clark and Blues Traveler. Thank yep. you, Toby. But I want to know more about you. So Who doesn't? I know. What's your guilty pleasure artist? So I talked to Samantha about this because, like I said earlier, I'm not one to just always have music going. She is. And so 90% of the time we're listening to whatever she wants to. So I have I have a person in mind. I, want I hear to see a lot of say. stuff that, that she plays that you wouldn't necessarily want to admit as a guy like, oh, yeah, I do like this artist. But a couple I wrote down were like Gwen Stefani, uh, Mariah Carey, which I've seen both of those in concert, concert in, yeah. in Vegas. Me and Samantha went out there and saw each of them. But just I mean, how can you not? Especially uh, some old Gwen Stefani with no doubt. It's just, yes. Man, just I, some I rocking will not, songs. I will not disagree. And then who can deny Mariah's vocals? She's got I mean, talent. You don't want to look into her personal life. Or, exactly. Or the okay. type of person she is. But <laughs> I don't I'm like little... to do that with any artist because most of the artists have a fucked up perception of the world. Would you like to be our third co-host? Because that's exactly <laughs> what we think. So, you know, I, I mean, and same thing with actors and stuff like that. You 
you don't want to think about the type of person they are or what they're telling you you should believe as far as politics or whatever it is because they they've got such a screwed up perception of the world they don't they don't know what the world's really like if they're some of that millionaire you know they do commercials for whatever or some of it has a tendency to when i see certain actors in movies now like oh i'm enjoying this less immediately yeah Yeah. you almost can't help it yeah yeah but you got to try and have that disconnect of, of this is a a horrible person but man they're good at well it could even be a message that you agree with but there's something about like i have intimate knowledge of this person it Mm -hmm. makes it more difficult to see them in a role Mm -hmm. you see them as a human Human. being you don't want to see them as human beings that's acting Mm -hmm. you know and that that makes them look a little psychotic i don't know why celebrities feel like they should tell us how to feel as if what they think matters it's because they have a platform and they want to do some good in the world and i get all of that I thought you were going to say Sturgill Simpson at first. No, I'm not guilty about that at all. I'll <laughs> scream it from the rooftops. Because you picked up Sturgill Simpson after you listened to Never, our ever, episode. Never, heard of him. And, and he's, he's been the, the most golden goose I've ever found yep. from this show. I, I love him. I got three of his CDs in my truck. Yeah. I was talking to Codes last week. Apparently his fifth album is coming out soon. He lied to us. And he, he said, said we- that... Five was all he was going to do, so this oh, may be the four. this may be the end. Yeah, he just a few months ago came out with uh, Cutting Grass Volume Two. It's good. I don't know. We'll I hope he keeps making music. I don't give a damn if he yeah. lied about <laughs> like, yeah. how many albums he's releasing. I'm honestly not guilty pleasure. I'm honestly not guilty about any of them. Um, well, good, but you're you're branching out. You're telling yeah. you're telling people to listen to. Yeah, him, I was just telling Samantha at work the other day. Uh, there's a guy I work with who. Uh, Apparently, he was a huge Mariah fan, and he was singing one of her songs, and I sung along with him, and he was just like, what? It, it's funny. I'm, I'm not really, I don't embarrass easy, so. Oh, we, we, we know the, know the lack of shame in this room is. Yeah, you've met Rayburn. Yeah, you've known me for a while, but I've heard about the artists that you like. What artists do you refuse to listen to? This one was tough because I don't really, I wouldn't say I would refuse to listen to anybody. If someone said, hey, listen to this. You haven't listened to Timmy T. Well, <laughs> I would do it if you said, hey, listen to this. I mean, maybe after that, would say, I'm not listening to that crap again. But I wrote down Cardi B as an example, just because okay. I've never really listened to her, but I've heard clips of it and I've heard like what some of her songs are about. Oh, I've been chastised. And to me, that's just, it just seems like just trash, like something I, I don't even want to listen to. And really more than just her, it's like the, the fake pop artists that seem like they were selected by a record company. And given a song and given a... Formulated Yeah, exactly. Artists. That's exactly what I mean. That's the kind of stuff I don't like. Okay. But I, right. I would listen to just about anything if you said, hey, listen to this. I mean, I've hung around Shane enough. Yeah. <laughs> I like the trash. I don't like the rotten trash. So you get to Lil Pump. Oh, God. That's right. That's problematic. All right. See, the thing about artists like... Cardi B or Nicki Minaj, I think one one thing that never fails to occur to me when I hear their music is the physical persona that's being presented, the amount of work and the expectation. Like, I don't think their success would exist if not for that persona. Yeah. And to know that and to wake up with, I can't succeed in the music business without being this, this part, looking this, like this in yeah. the mirror, having to have all this work done. That kind of changed my perception a little bit and made it easier for me to listen to them. It's not, you know, some person off the streets who just went into the studio and did what they did. Mm-hmm. And 
I have no doubt that they put in tons and tons of work. I, I do have to question why they're in the music business. Mm-hmm. Like, is this the music you want to make or? I think Toby, the lack of sincerity. Well, and it just seems like it's it's a those type of artists are used as a tool for a record company to tell the general population, look what's good. Look what's hot. Here's what you should be listening to. Yeah. This is trending. And, and that's what I meant. It's like, catchy and, and all that, but it's it personifies a, a type of person that young women or young men did not be should not be striving to be like, and that's what it does. Yeah. That's who young, impressionable people look up to. Because yeah. if that's the music they wanted to make, I think that's cool. If that's the music they feel forced to make, why are you doing that with your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it always annoys me when it's like, well, did she win like artist of the year or song of the year or something like that? What, um, maybe song of the year. I anyway, don't think she won artist of the year. What frustrates me is when I listen to like rated radio and I hear about people like Sturgill Simpson, or I would hope people listening hear about Guy Clark or Joshua and the Holy Rollers. Mm-hmm. And they find out these are some awesome, awesome artists. Why? Have I not heard of them? Why are they not being played back to back to back on yeah. major radio stations? But they put crap like this on there and tell everybody, this is good. This yeah. is what you need to listen to. Yeah. It's all celebrity and... Who you know, you know. and... It's, yeah, it's all it's all a, a secret club. If you're not in the treehouse, you're not going to be played. But that's a great thing for us because there's a lot of good music that <laughs> exactly. nobody yeah, gets to know it's about. It's amazing how, how there's so much out there. There's like an endless well to draw from of awesome and artists. it gets bigger every damn day. Yes. I feel of. freaked out sometimes. Even listening to essentially one album per day every day of the year is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's still like, I'm never going to... I've given up keeping track of how many albums, songs we've listened to since starting Rated Radio because I don't, I, my mind can't do can't do that math because I know it's a shit ton. That's literally what I tell everyone. It's a shit ton because it's a lot. It's a lot of new music that we're listening to. You ever think about back in the 70s, 60s, that sort of thing, and you find yourself thinking they must have made a, a lot less music back then, you know, but it's not the case. They did. It's just yeah, you don't so ever see the albums. Yeah. You don't that's, know about that's them. The awesome thing about the the way things work nowadays, you can be an incredible artist and start putting your stuff on YouTube for yeah. no cost, and yeah. hopefully get discovered. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that have made it big by going that avenue, you know. And you can, you know, the the availability of production equipment and production software, you can be a small time musician and actually put out some really good stuff and still make it, and not have to be picked up by. Uh, you know, an agent and be put in a studio like you're talking about in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. I'm sure there was just as many amazing artists back then that you never heard of. Nobody ever heard of other than their small town bar that they were playing in. I'm beginning to believe it. I spent most of my life thinking that wasn't the case, but I'm beginning to see it yeah. probably is. Yeah. What's your favorite music video? I know you had you you were making googly eyes at Britney Spears' poster, but yeah, did you right. actually see any of her videos? So or? we didn't have cable until I was in like eighth grade. So And, I, and YouTube did not exist, kids. Yeah, I didn't grow up watching MTV like you did or uh, Samantha did when she was young. Uh, so I didn't really, and I never really got into MTV. Um, but there's songs that I liked that I would go like to YouTube and watch. And one yeah. of the coolest videos I've ever seen is Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a really cool you, video. And it, I don't remember Beavis what it says, Butthead. but it's inspired by some artwork that somebody did. And it's just a real goofy 
video. Yeah. And uh, the camera works really good. And it's, it's just a real funny, creative video. I'll have to agree. And that's definitely going on mentions. Okay. Well, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I've never seen it. I don't think so. Oh, come on. Oh, well, I'm, it's going to be on our mentions playlist. I will this. I will watch it. She'll go check it out. <laughs> what uh what's your favorite live album? Not going to be hard for y'all to guess, but it's Keepers by Guy Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Figured since you talked check about it, it earlier. Out. And in your opinion, what makes for a bad musician, Toby? We've already kind of hit on this. It's hard to say because what qualifies as a musician? Do you qualify a, a, a pop artist who's not had any influence in writing their songs? Is auto-tuned to the moon? And, you know, like you said, it's just a, a, a creation from the record company. Uh, other than that, I mean, a bad musician, I mean, maybe someone that's just not very good at singing or not very good at playing their instrument. Yeah. But <laughs> if, if they're not to that level, they're probably not brave enough to get up on a stage and try. Probably. So Leaves it there open are some for people. An- there, there are some people, not I mean, not if, these people. If you've got the stones to go up there and 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 try, you deserve some respect. That's why I feel I don't believe in trying to boo somebody off the stage because I, I mean, we do karaoke. We and have heard fun, some bad but singers. I, I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't be brave enough to get up there without a ton of practice and and try to actually play something for somebody. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I said. You know, just the fake pop star record company phony type thing is is how I feel about it. All good answers. All good answers. Great answers, even. So, yeah, I think that's a good answer. Thanks. In, in case I, I haven't said it enough. Good answer. Hey, that's a great <laughs> that's answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Toby, I want to thank you for being on. And um, I'll unlock your chains as soon as we turn off the camera. Thank you. you you're free to leave. And thank you. Thank you for being here. The conversation was great. We, we love having guests on and hearing people's opinions and hearing how passionate they are about their artists yeah. and it just cements the reason why we do what we do yeah i enjoyed the conversation i definitely did thanks for having me on it was a lot of fun i appreciate what y'all are doing it's fun to listen to y'all's show going i, I listen to it in the truck i got about a 30 minute drive each way to work so i'll, I'll put it on and listen to and from work and uh, it's fun i like I mentioned earlier, I'm not, music doesn't hit me like it does y'all's. I, I listen to the, the way y'all talk about how music makes you feel, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. never ever felt that way, okay? <laughs> yes, um, you have. But uh, Music has brought you to tears. It has. You understand. But, um, but it's not as much. I mean, especially this guy, the way he talks about music, it's like, uh, I've never been that deep in my life. I'm but, invested. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's fun to listen to, because I'm not the guy to go out and, and search for music, and uh, to have y'all going through and and talking about it and giving your opinion and it it makes me look somebody up i mean like sturgill simpson and mostly because you recommended me as the person who might like listen to it oh yeah i was not wrong with that recommendation yeah and i i really really liked him i got several of his albums now so it's fun and then honestly the thing i enjoy the most is listening to y'all talk about the uh like the top 10 list and the stories that are related to them that's the most entertaining part Uh, the music part is good because it opens my eyes to people i've never heard of but i enjoy just the the talking part shame we did it we reached one person <laughs> we have succeeded pretty sure we've reached more we've than we've reached one person. a lot of people but yep. we know for sure this one raven's bound and determined to make it sound like everyone hates us no one listens to us well anyway. it, you know in the world we live in how i don't know how anybody ends up being a, a spotify or, or podcast or a youtube channel with a million subscribers you're just in an ocean yeah you know, people doing what, what y'all are doing and but not, not, exactly not exactly doing what we're you doing. Know, but you know what I'm saying. There's yeah. there's an endless possibility of what you can do, what you can watch, what you can listen to. And to make it in this world would be difficult. So I I appreciate and respect 
that y'all have stuck to it for a year now and yep. keep putting in the work. Because yep. after after doing this for a week, I was like, God, I, especially when y'all were doing five albums, I can't imagine. Yeah, when Shane and I were, you know, we the thing that we've we don't agree a lot, but the thing that we probably agree the most on at Rated Radio at its core, we love what we do, yeah. regardless of if we're making even if nobody's listening money on yeah. it. If nobody's listening, it gives us the opportunity to talk about our passion for music openly while sharing a couple laughs along the way so forces us to keep hearing new things i don't care if anybody's listening i just like doing what we do so eventually knowing that uh you know if 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 i were driving home and i got in an accident and died my kids would have something yeah Yeah. you know that's important and i think you'll probably look back at the conversation and the show that ends up being out there and feel the same way like you're always going to have that that stamp yeah. Some piece of you that they can cling to that might otherwise be forgotten. Mm. Imagine if feeling. if you had something of your dad. Like yeah, this. I know. I was thinking that when Shane was saying, I don't. I've said that before. I wish I just had a voicemail. Exactly. Just from my dad. I don't have anything. And he was always the one behind the camera. So we don't even got many videos. Yeah. Of like, so oh, and the, just gone. It, regardless of if I talked about Mac Hansen's pipe, mm-hmm. <laughs> your your sons will have this. She's very impressed with herself. Yep. Your sons will have this to listen back on. And it scares the shit out of me because they can listen to me and be like, wow, wow, rah, rah. Seriously, but they like, have this. Like they're of going you. to call her Raw Raw for eternity. Bet no one, one of them will. <laughs> no one will. No one will. But anyway, thank you by the way for picking an artist that was fun to listen to. I'm glad you liked him. Yeah, I was wondering how y'all would feel about him because uh, I've heard you make comments prior to this about music not being mm-hmm. a mainstay like it is with us. So I was a little worried going into it, and the moment that shit came on, I was like, okay, we're good. But anyway. That's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist to hear all the songs we talked about. Get our full ratings, t-shirts, and bonus episodes at teespring.com slash rated radio. Remember, we have new designs out, and they're fresh, and they're cool. So check them out. Told to you by the least cool person on the planet over here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Shane said they were cool, you know, last episode, so I'm clinging to that as much as I can. I don't feel cool anymore. I'm, (laughs) I'm that guy. You ruined it. (laughs) Guide what we listen to by suggesting new artists for our jam jar. You can actually jam jar. We didn't draw for next week. Oh, shit. Well, somebody just jumped to the end. I did. My bad. Nice conversation here. Speaking of the jam jar, let Shane draw real quick. Why don't you do the honor, sir? Yeah. Just one. Legendary jam jar. Do I read it? Yeah. Who's the suggestion on the back? Does it say? uh, Kelly. Kelly. So we got Tina Turner and Diana Ross. Wow. Kelly's one of my friends. Okay. Uh, the pen pal from across the country. Oh, cool. Yeah. And her pick here, by the way, was Tina Turner. Okay. But got her going up against Diana Ross. So stay tuned. Good <laughs> Never yeah. know what's coming out, but All that's right. good. I like so it. back to what we were saying. Thanks, Kelly, for that recommendation. It's going to be a good week. You can send us voice messages on Facebook for a shot at being on the show. Your support is really what makes or breaks us. So thank you for listening and sharing. And until next time. Fill your world with music. Three chords in the truth. Three chords in the truth.